0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services.
1: Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today's topic is if you have a transition you need a plan.
0: (laughs) And there's all kinds of transitions. There
1: is a lot of transitions. Welcome, Amy. How are you this morning?
0: Good, good. How are you? I
1: am fantastic. So we want to talk about transitions and planning for transitions because the thing about it is life is always changing. Have you had any transitions recently? (laughs) As a matter of fact, I have. I am now an empty nest. (laughs) I'm hoping my kids
0: aren't listening because I wouldn't want them to hear this. But actually, one thing that's more startling than being an empty nest if they move back in, <laughs> oh yes,
1: I'm like, sure that's shoot.
0: true.
1: <laughs> we just got rid of you. That's so my back. sewing
0: room. That's <laughs> what so my mom always called it.
1: Your room after Her you sewing, left. Yeah, you yeah I, sewing, a room.
0: sewing room. You don't even sew anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think the transition, like the empty nest thing, oh. I honestly think that the lead up to it is harder than the yeah. aftermath. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. you know, like the six months leading up to knowing that I was going to take my youngest to, co- to college and he's in college in Colorado. So he's oh, a long way sure, from home. Right. Um, but just that six months knowing that was looming mm-hmm. ahead, I think mm-hmm. was a harder transition piece for me than actually getting it done.
0: And he was your baby, too. Oh, yes, you know?
1: <laughs> End of the rope here. That's right. And I, I loved spending time around him. Yeah. And he was he was by far my easiest kid to raise. <laughs> so that made it even a little bit oh, harder. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, some kids you're kind of like, okay, it's time for you to yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> some time, kids you're yeah. like, go, no, don't go. <laughs> absolutely. Nevertheless, there was a transition plan around that that was very deliberate, as you all might imagine me being the planner that I am. But there's lots of transition points in life. And each type of transition that people have, generally speaking, has some level of financial impact Mm -hmm, or tie. mm -hmm. So, Amy, tell us, you know, share some of the things that I guess come to your mind about transitions that people might need to wrap some kind of financial planning around.
0: Well, I can say uh, personally a change in marital status. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. that's one. I think um, career Job changes mm-hmm. have a huge impact. Um, a lot of our listeners are either in retirement or re- approaching retirement. We talk about that yep. subject lots. So, um, and then also for me personally, loss of a parent. Mm-hmm. There's and most of us, you know, if you have both parents, you you're going through it two times. Um, buying or selling a house, been there. Sure. We've probably yep. all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, new to town. We, a lot of us have been there.
1: <laughs> there's so many different types of transitions. Oh, there really Isn't are. Isn't it interesting? Um, a good
0: friend of mine right now is in the process of getting remarried, buying a business, selling the two homes, converting to another oh an alternate God. third home. That's huge transition That is a within big six months.
1: multiple and complex yes. transition because yes. there's so many different yes. moving pieces to that one. Yes. Yeah. And
0: actually, I think now that I think about the... Uh, there was a business sold before a new business was bought. So both of those are in their own transitions. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think. I I
1: think that's about the ones that come to mind for me. Well, I think you've listed a lot of different things that I, that I believe most listeners Mm -hmm. can relate to. I'm pretty sure everybody's gone through at least one, two, three, four, five of them, Mm -hmm. you know, over time. And the transition points in life are really when the most deliberate type of financial planning is needed, in my opinion. Because, I mean, you can go through a transition and you can let life happen to you, or you can go through a transition and strategically plan and Mm -hmm. deliberately outline how you'd like things to roll, and then you have a better chance of them actually panning out that way. Yes. So a little bit of um, purposeful thought ahead of time can create a much stronger outcome for people yes. during a transition. Yes.
0: Well, I and I, you know, last week's show you talked about natural disasters, and these are kind of <laughs> personal masters, <homemade>. <laughs> not always dampen. disastrous, and some they always have a good great. outcome,
1: yeah. right? Like a change in marital exactly. status, that could mean getting married, which is a celebration, yes. but that also creates change in right. transition financially, mm-hmm. or it can be ending a marriage, yes. which can obviously create change and transition as well (laughs) so let's talk about a few of these transition points though and let's let's talk about some actual specific things that are good strategies to have in place if you're going through any one of these kind of financial transitions Alrighty. All right, So let's start with talking about job changes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that is probably, along with buying or selling a house, is one of the more frequent transitions mm-hmm. that people have happen. Oh,
0: yeah. Especially in this day and age.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we laugh about how our generation is different than other generations. But the truth of it is that the generation that's nearing retirement has a much more distinct trend of holding a job longer Mm -hmm. than the generation that's the millennials. Oh, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's I I did some research on this, that 21% of millennials say that they have changed jobs within the past year, which is three times as many than the non-millennial generations.
0: Oh, oh, sure. Yes, because, you know, other than the millennial generation, it was considered... You, um you don't, it doesn't look good on your resume if right. you job hopped.
1: Right. And now I read this, that in the, in the tech industries like a Google, or mm-hmm. if you're working at like a Twitter, okay, if you're not job hopping every three to five years, they think there's something wrong with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, why aren't you job hopping? Because it must mean you don't have hunger for advancement. It. Eh. Yes. So there is a massive adjustment between the job length of time between the millennial generation and Gen X, Gen Y, the boomer generation.
0: I think that ties in with fewer companies having pension
1: plans as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) There's less reward for staying somewhere long term, too. Oh, there. Yeah, there it is. But the thing about it is, especially for the people who are more of our group of listeners on Mm -hmm. this show, is that changing jobs is usually a pretty big thing in somebody's life because for our generation of listeners... That's not something that you're doing every three to five years. Yes, Most people right. have longer term jobs. And so a job change oftentimes means retirement <laughs> yeah. or it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that if you're having a transition such as a job change that you really want to be cognizant of. And the the top three things I want to point out with a job change that the transition planning should include is, number one, understand your new company's benefits. Mm-hmm. So you're going through a change probably in health insurance. There's probably a change in the ancillary benefits like the amount of life insurance or disability insurance they might provide. Your 401k is going to be completely different than it was before. The investment choices are new. The waiting periods are new. The options are going to be different. And so really understanding what your new company's benefits are is a huge piece of being purposeful in that transition.
0: Oh, you know, I was reflecting on my first, the first job I had with a big company was with um, L'Oreal with their hair care, and I remember them telling me about their insurance benefits, health insurance. I remember thinking, who cares? <laughs>
1: And us talk that's bonuses. Like the
0: first thing that people want to know is do you oh, have health the first insurance? Since <laughs> my daughter just took a new job. From, I asked her, let's talk about
1: what were the benefits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The benefits, the bennies are huge. Uh-huh. That's a big oh, piece of jobs absolutely. right now. absolutely. So that's one thing to know. The second thing is that a new job generally means that there's a change in pay. So hopefully it's a positive change yeah. in pay. But if it's not and it's a reduction in pay, then either way, you need to look at what the impact of that change in cash flow is on your budget.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's huge. is just making sure that you spend time thinking about how, however that change happens. So if you have extra money, what do you want to do with it yes. that aligns with your longer-term goals? And if you don't have as much money, how are you going to adjust your standard of living to live within that so you don't create some type of yes. crazy credit card debt mm-hmm. or a problem with that? Yes, right. The last thing that is an important piece of transitional planning when it comes to job changing is, what do you do with that old 401k? Oh, that's a
0: huge question.
1: It is. Yes. And, and the thing is that everybody has the same four options. If it's big enough, you can leave it with your old company, or you can roll it to your new company if they allow it, or you can cash it out and pay the taxes and potentially a penalty, or you can roll it to an IRA. Okay. All of those four uh, options Options. have pros and cons. Mm -hmm. And so talking to an advisor about what to do with an old 401k is usually your best bet evaluate what the options are and make sure you make a decision that best fits you.
0: Well, what is it you like to say? Money buys you choices. Yes, (laughs) it does. (laughs) This is about your choices.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So those are some good transitional tips. If you're changing a job, um, the next thing I want to talk about is transitional tips. If you are going to go through a marital change. Okay. So Getting married, we've actually done different radio shows about financial planning when you're getting married. Right. And so you can find them on our website at com if you want to go back and listen to those. Or this is all on an iTunes channel as well. Okay. And the thing about the getting married is that you're combining finances, mm-hmm. right? You're integrating things. You're deciding, is this our money, your money, my money? Oh, yeah which usually is the same conversation you're having when you end a marriage. (laughs) is it your money, our money, my money? (laughs) Funny how that happens. (laughs) But there's a lot of different um, combining issues that happen when you're transitioning into a marriage that oftentimes helps to talk to an outside person about it, just to get ideas about the best way to set things up for you. Yep, right. When you got remarried, Amy, Mm -hmm. did you have those conversations ahead of time? Yeah. Um yes, we did. Absolutely. You know, I would say
0: the transition started from the minute you were seeing this going long term. Sure. Things mm-hmm. started tr- to shift. Yep. Even at that time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Got Steve to start paying my mortgage.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, good. We're staying in our house. That's an excellent <laughs> transition plan. Have somebody else start
0: paying your yeah, Of mortgage. course it was the same bank account. <laughs> so it oh, really that's so fun, But yeah, you were those things and another transition with that, Mary, is how the kids are handled as well oh, for you know sure. yeah. w- whether it's the financial carpooling the kids. Mm-hmm. or paying for supplies all that Yeah, you know exactly
1: Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Sterk. And today we're talking about if you have a transition, do you need a plan? (laughs) So we've talked a little bit about the transition of changing jobs. And we started talking about the transition of marital status change, getting Mm -hmm. married. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the the sadder side of that. Let's talk about the transition that happens with divorce. All right. And, you know, with, with being in a situation where more than 50% of marriages today end in divorce, this is a pretty big transition that people need to puzzle their way through. Yes.
0: If they, if you haven't gone through it personally, you definitely know someone or related to someone. Yes, (laughs) absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been through it Mm -hmm. and so I have some personal experience with it and we've worked with Dozens and hundreds of clients that have gone through it too. And the thing about it is that um, going through a divorce has immense emotional implications Mm -hmm. on you, your children, everybody involved. But it also has massive financial implications. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the attorney is not the right person to help you through the financial implications of it. Mm -hmm. They're the right person to help you through the legal aspect of it, but understanding First of all, getting a handle on getting organized surrounding it, understanding how cash flow is likely to work once you're divorced or even as you're in that interim process of going through the divorce, Um, negotiating for the right assets to take with you. Like, how are these assets going to impact you long term? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what do you want to fight for? What do you want to not fight for? Do you want to fight at all? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which ones are taxable? Yes. Some <laughs> of the investments you have are taxable. Some are tax-free. And so that creates a very different end value of things that people mm-hmm. don't often take into consideration. Mm-hmm. And then the thing about it is once your divorce is final and the assets get split, you have to figure out how to manage them. Yep. And I can't tell you how many times we've had people come in where one spouse has managed the investments and the other spouse has never even done anything with them. And now they're in a position where they have to figure out what to do with their half of those assets. And they have no experience. They have no education around it. And quite honestly, they don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) There was a reason they were hands off in the first place. And now they're forced with having to figure out how to manage hundreds, thousands, millions of dollars sometimes and really don't know who to trust, where to turn, and how to even begin to figure out some of this.
0: It's that comfort zone. You yeah, know.
1: Mm-hmm. exactly. So those are the kind of transitional planning things that someone going through a divorce needs to be aware of and where they might want to go seek out help from someone who can counsel them through that process and also help them make strong decisions that lead to the best long-term financial future for them. Okay. So... All right, let's talk about my favorite transition, <laughs> which is retirement. <laughs> oh, let's. Yes. My favorite transition because so many people um, end up with this wonderful sense Aww. of freedom and their life changes in a beautiful way and they have more time to do the things they want to and they, they call the retirement like the retirement mecca yeah. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> the retirement mecca. That's good. So retirement obviously is a huge transition.
0: Yes, and planning
1: is. for it ahead of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: can take some some time and effort, but then transitioning into it also takes some effort.
0: Well, you know, as you pointed out before, the transition emotionally, financially, just what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, I, I, how many times do you see people that get themselves too overcommitted? Yeah, in other things, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And so here's the thing: is that retirement. Preparation is like a three-legged stool. And the three legs of the stool are emotional readiness, health-related issues, and then financial factors. Okay. And most financial advisors are only talking about one leg of that stool, the financial side of things. But the truth is that for you to go through a retirement transition – all three of those legs on your stool need to be balanced, mm-hmm. and ignoring one and just or two and just focusing on the other is going to leave you with an unbalanced stool. Yes, so that's why I like to use that analogy of a three-legged stool because it's easy to see how you'll just tip on over <laughs> <laughs> if you're oh, yeah, not right. balanced on all three legs. Right, right. So when it comes to the emotional readiness mm-hmm. for the transition into retirement, that is hundred percent all about. How do you want to feel in retirement, Mm -hmm. and what do you want to be spending your time doing? Okay, yes. So one of the things that um, we spend time with people on is understanding how do they want to feel, and what do they want to actually be doing in their days. Like, what do they want their days in retirement to actually look like? Now, the feeling side of that, identifying a feeling that you want to connect to, is a little bit easier for women to do, Mm -hmm. and then the actual um, looking at what they want to spend time doing and identifying projects is a little bit easier for men to do. Oh, So it's interesting how that kind of blends together. And it's a, just a little bit how I think men and women's brains work a little bit differently and how they're wired when it comes to money.
0: Well, and I can say um, along those lines, friends of mine that have raised their children didn't work outside the home they really start to kind of stress about what it's going to be like to have their husband home.
1: Oh yeah, it's going to upset their apple cart when <laughs> when he's home all the time and they're not used to it. Right, right. Yes, we had one client who we were talking to, and um, we were talking about what retirement might look like on a more day to day basis, and. He voiced the assumption that, well, since she was home most days, that mm-hmm. he figured she probably wouldn't mind making him lunch every day now. <laughs> <laughs> we realized there was a large disconnect <laughs> in their viewpoints about what that was going to look like when she looked at him and said, excuse me, you think what's going to happen? <laughs> I can
0: remember being home hearing uh, my mom was downstairs in the line room and I my dad was down there and I heard her say, Bob, would you get out of here? Yeah. You know, just, uh, I think that's when he became a courtesy driver for an auto dealership.
1: Something to do to get out of her hair. Yeah. yeah. So there's an old saying that behind every retired man is a wife who wishes he'd go back to work. <laughs> All right. I'm not bashing on any of you men out there. I'm just laughing about this because it's real. I mean, there wouldn't be jokes about it if it happened only once. Right. right? Oh, absolutely. So the thing is, the the emotional side of this is 100% (laughs) connected to what you want to do, how you want to feel. But you also are going to have a little bit of some renegotiation of how things are going to roll inside a relationship or a marriage when this happens. And how differently you might spend your money, too. Oh, yeah. Because now you are spending. (laughs) Yep. You're spending, not earning. Yes. And and so, for sure, that creates a little bit Mm -hmm. of a different thing. One of the big things that people start to do when they're retired is they start to um, pinch pennies, and even if they don't need to, Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, I'm not earning anymore, so... Maybe I don't want to spend that dollar and forty-seven cents on that, mm-hmm. and that's fine to do that. But a good retirement plan is going to put ease into your picture, so that you're not so worried about every thirteen cents that you're spending. It's the Maybe bigger worry picture. about thirteen hundred dollars yeah. that you're spending. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, because in a so, way, you're
0: still on a salary.
1: You know. Well, you can set yourself up that way. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So the the. The health-related side of the retirement picture, though, is one of the trickiest pieces of the puzzle to solve. Mm-hmm. And especially with health care reform happening right now and so much uncertainty about what the future of the healthcare care system is going to look like, people are starting to base their decisions again around retirement mm-hmm. in terms of do I need to work until Medicare age or not just mm-hmm. simply for the health insurance. Yeah. Now, that was one of the beautiful things about the Obamacare um, or the Affordable Care Act is because you could get health insurance anywhere, even if you were sick, you could retire as long as you could afford the health insurance. Mm-hmm. But now that is shape-shifting again, some states you can't get very good or even any individual insurance anymore. And so it's we're right back into that retirement planning segment of what are we going to do about health insurance that's a driver of the retirement decision, not just a I'll have to budget for it right, type of a decision. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now we have a great seminar coming up just right around the corner on September the 20th. Okay. Um, we've partnered with WIT, with Western Iowa yes, Tech, we have. to create a <clears throat> seminar series called the Money Matters Series. Yes. And you can come to one or you can come to all of these seminars. Mm-hmm. But our first one is on September 20th and it's called Retirement Readiness. And I'm just going to, share with you a little bit about the description of this seminar. So this is where you can learn strategic ways to structure investments, talk about estate planning and cash flow strategies during retirement. You'll discover vital social security information, how Medicare works, and how to understand nursing home insurance. So if you're within 10 years of actually pulling that retirement trigger, this is a seminar for you to come to. Yeah. And it's free. mm -hmm. You, uh, we've, worked with WIT where we've waived the requirement to be a lifelong learning member. Right. You can just attend the class. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first in a series of three seminars. The first is Retirement Readiness. We'll have one in October called Portfolio Management Pitfalls and How to Avoid Them. (laughs) (laughs) Avoid your pitfalls. (laughs) And then the last one in November is Maximizing Your Social Security. Yes. So any of our listeners, we we, um, suggest Welcome you to come join us at these seminars. But I feel like um, if you have a transition point coming up in life and you really want to dig into how to plan for that, whether it's a job change, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a retirement, whatever that transition is, use that as your catalyst to reach out and get some help. And uh, put yourself in a possession for best long-term financial success.
0: Yes. And um, on your three classes, one's September, one's October, one's November, they, our listeners, you can call WIT
1: to oh, yeah. and get the yep. information. Or you can register right through our website yep, at sterkfinancialservices.com. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
0: Views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal investing past performance is not a guarantee of future results no strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss please note that individual situations can vary therefore the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice securities and investment advisory services are offered through woodbury financial services inc member finra sipc insurance offered through sterk financial services which is not affiliated with woodbury financial sterk financial services is located at 350 oak tree lane suite 150 dakota dunes south Dakota 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555.